Hi, this is Jenny. We're pressing pause on our regularly scheduled programming, not because what's happening right now is new, and not because we want to participate in a moment. We want to participate in the movement. We want to use whatever platform we have to drive change. This company was founded with the mission of amplifying underrepresented voices. In my first interviews for WMN, I heard many women running for office talk about how the moral arc of the universe bends towards justice, but only if we make it. We each have a responsibility to step up. Today, I want to pass along some of the resources and reflections I've been working on that I hope might be helpful for you too. If you're in a position to donate, please consider giving money to one of the following organizations or to an organization that's meaningful for you. I'll include links to all of these in our episode notes. The official George Floyd Memorial Fund, Campaign Zero, which is working to end police violence in America, the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights, which organizes funds in black and brown communities to go towards social programs rather than policing or other punitive activities, and the Black Lives Matter movement. I'd also encourage you to find a local political candidate you believe in and give money to them too. There's a lot to read and watch and listen to. I highly recommend Black Feminist Thought by Patricia Hill Collins and White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. I also recommend NPR's Code Switch and Intersectionality Matters, hosted by Kimberly Crenshaw, who we've previously highlighted on Encyclopedia Womanica. I also recommend you watch 13th, the Ava DuVernay film on Netflix. I think it's incredibly important that we remember that the events of the last few weeks are not new. It's particularly important for those of us who are white Americans to educate ourselves on these issues, not just this week while it's at the top of our news feeds, but every week. I hope that you'll join me in reflecting on how we can value Black lives every day. Here are some questions I've been asking myself and my loved ones. What Black storytellers do I read or listen to? Do their works reflect a diverse set of Black life experiences? How many Black podcasters, filmmakers, influencers do I regularly follow? How many Black-owned businesses do I regularly support? Are there close people in my life who do not support or understand the Black Lives Matter movement? How can I talk to them about it? As a registered voter, am I supporting candidates and platforms that emphasize social justice? If you haven't registered to vote, why not? This week, we're focusing in and amplifying the stories of African-American women who changed the course of history. Now and moving forward, we're also offering free ad space on Wonder Media Network shows to organizations working towards social justice. If you want more information on any of what I've said, please email me at jenny at wondermedianetwork.com. Now let's look to Shirley Chisholm, a trailblazer who continues to inspire political action today. Thank you for listening. I stand before you today as a candidate for the Democratic nomination for the presidency of the United States of America. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Fifty years ago, a woman who was determinedly unbought and unbossed was elected to Congress. Today, we're talking about that audacious leader, the first African-American U.S. Congresswoman, Shirley Chisholm. I am not the candidate of Black America, although I am Black and proud. I am not the candidate of the women's movement of this country, although I am a woman, and I'm equally proud of that. 
Shirley was born in 1924 to two immigrant parents living in Brooklyn, New York. Her love of education began in elementary school when her parents sent Shirley and her brother to Barbados to live with their grandmother. Shirley credited the strict British-style schooling there and her grandmother for teaching her that she was valuable. She started her career as an elementary school teacher. In 1951, she earned her master's degree in early childhood education from Columbia University. She then consulted for the New York City Division of Daycare. From an early age, Shirley was aware of racial and gender inequalities, and as an adult, she became involved in the New York City chapters of the NAACP, the League of Women Voters, the Urban League, and the Democratic Party. In 1964, she decided she wanted to do more than volunteer, so she threw her hat in the ring and became the first African-American woman elected to the New York State Assembly. Shirley just kept on making history. In 1968, she ran and won a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives, becoming the first African-American woman in Congress. Boys and girls, as far as I'm concerned, actually, it's overdue, so I don't get terribly excited about it. She was outspoken, and her advocacy soon gained her the nickname Fighting Shirley. She spent seven terms in Congress where she fought for women and minorities, introducing over 50 pieces of legislation on their behalf. We Americans are all fellow countrymen, one day confronting the judgment of history in our country. We are all God's children, and the will of each of us is as precious as the will of the most powerful general or corporate millionaire. Shirley was the first black woman and the second woman, period, to serve on the powerful House Rules Committee. And then again, she looked higher. In 1972, Shirley sought the Democratic nomination for president. She faced intense discrimination and was blocked from participating in televised primary debates. After taking legal action, she was permitted to make just one speech. Attempts to stifle Shirley's power didn't stop her from earning the support of thousands of students, women, and minorities. They joined her in efforts on the Chisholm Trail. And despite having an underfinanced campaign, Shirley was able to enter 12 primaries. She secured the votes of 152 delegates. She didn't win, but she ran an impressive campaign and inspired many. In 1983, Shirley retired from Congress. But she wasn't finished having an impact. She became a professor at Mount Holyoke College and there co-founded the National Political Congress of Black Women. She passed away in 2005. Shirley Chisholm left an indelible mark on our nation. Tune in tomorrow when we head across the Atlantic for the story of another incredible pioneer. Special shout out to the one and only Liz Kaplan my sister, and the research fanatic behind this amazing collection of women. Talk to you tomorrow.